This is the Good Neighbor Podcast, the place where local businesses and neighbors come together. I'm your host, Charlie McDermott. Welcome to episode number 553 of the Good Neighbor Podcast, and today we have Adam James. He's the founder of Mindful Journey. Adam, how you doing? Doing well, Charlie. How about you? Oh, doing great. And if there's ever a time when we need help with our minds, I'm going to leave it at that. I'm going to kind of go open-ended here. Uh, this is a great, great time. So thank you for helping us, for guiding us. But our listeners are probably going, what the heck is Charlie talking about? So Adam, let's start with your company, Mindful Journey. Tell us about it. Yeah, thank you, Charlie, so much for having me. And you hit the nail right on the head. Now more than ever, we need places where we can go to to help us recalibrate. So these past 18 months, we've all experienced COVID. I began thinking about what is it that I could do to uh, allow for people to have a resource where they can go to in times of crisis, in times of pain, in times of angst, to really allow them to recalibrate. You know, prior to this, for the past six and a half years before COVID, I was just doing motivational speaking and leadership training. And, you know, the mindful journey came as a result of the need in the marketplace, but also the need in my own business. It challenged me, COVID did, in ways unimaginable, like so many, right? Organizations were no longer bringing their people together in person. And then that's when, you know, the idea for the mindful journey came to me. And again, ultimately, it's just an online community committed to well-being and performance. The vision for it is to create a happy, healthy, and hope-filled world. There are a plethora of resources inside from weekly challenges that are sent out every Sunday to uh, many courses embedded within, and we release a new mini course each month, uh, monthly group coaching calls, monthly live guest interviews. And I wanted to, again, have a place where no matter what someone was going through, whether it be a financial issue or a heartache or heartbreak, um, or a health concern, there were a number of avenues and resources that they could find value in, even if it wasn't just the courses, they could go and find value perhaps in the challenges. Love it. Love it. And who doesn't like a challenge, right? Yeah, uh, that's but, right. <laughs> but that keeps it fun, right? You know, it's, it's like having those goals in life, right? Exactly. And that's the exact, yeah. that's exactly the intent of it is, you know, there's so many, there's so many uh, platforms out there um, and, and resources out there that we can use. But the intent of the challenge was to have something digestible and attainable. So when we accomplish them, we feel this element of momentum and fulfillment to keep going. Yeah. And growth, right? You know, if, if we're, we're not learning it, life just isn't fun. I mean, for, for, for me, and I know lots and lots of folks, you know, it's, it's just, um, we're here for a reason, and uh, it's um, you know what we think we know today may change come tomorrow. But it's always nice to know uh, by growing that things have changed, maybe, mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. or there's a better way. So, Definitely. I'm I'm sure a lot of our listeners are going, "Wow, you know, uh, the life of a speaker that sounds glorious, glamorous. You get to travel and and." How cool is that on stage? People applauding. Uh, so yeah. tell us about your journey from, you know, getting into the speaker's world, what it's really like and, and what led you to Mindful Journey? Yeah, another great question. You know, it, it's not all that it's uh, cut out to be. 
you know, the, the, I believe, you know, speakers who are in it for the right reasons of trying to deliver value, uh, find the speaking world likely exhausting. I know that I have, and, um, you know, there are uh, benefits to it. You know, we, we, we find fulfillment from the response of others. So when you're talking about being in front of an audience and getting an instantaneous response of, having someone up, come up to you and say, hey, you changed my life or help me with this perspective or help me shift this perspective. That is gratifying and it provides a personal fulfillment. But um, at the end of the day, uh, you know, the speaking world is, um, is, is not quite as glamorous as people make it out to be. You know, it, yes. it's fun. I love it. it, it but like any job, there, there you have a, a huge responsibility every time you're getting before an audience to uh, be very intentional about the words that you choose and how it is that you show up and the energy you bring and the passion. So I love it, but I've got to admit that I am excited about the future of the mindful journey because, um, you know, just the, the needed needing to bring the energy that, um, uh, you know, being in front of an audience requires is not quite as uh, much of a necessity. Right. Right. And, and probably a little more individualized, uh, with what you're doing now versus being in in front of a big audience or or is that not the case um this is still you know this the mindful journey is still individualized in terms of i'm trying to create content and am creating content that's fresh for people in varying functions of a workforce and in varying stages of a life you know from college students to corporate executives so um, from that standpoint, there's still an intentionality and obsession in trying to deliver content that is of value. But I think with this speaking piece where I don't have to, in the mindful journey where I don't have as much work is with the speaking piece, I always try to immerse myself in a company's culture. So mm. I don't have to do the research now to learn about specific industry pain points or cultural challenges in t inside a workforce. So um, that kind of consultative piece is not a part of the mindful journey. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good point. Well, that's gotta be a lot of work really researching every group, every organization and incorporating that in your presentation. So how about when it comes to mis misconceptions, what do you hear that you can speak to? So the, the speaking world, as you already kind of asked the question of what's it like, you know, out in, out in the speaking world, I know that's away from, you know, the prime focus of our talk today of the mindful journey, but there's this misconception in personal development as a whole that some of the content and information and the deliverer of that information is, um, is providing fluff, something that's untangible and not attainable and, uh, for me, I can only speak from my vantage point. I know there are speakers out there in the marketplace who deliver canned presentations and it's the same raw, raw type session. But from my perspective, uh, it's the hardest work that I've ever done. It's, it's, it's a, um, cause you're obsessing over the fine details, the small things. Mm. You're really trying to get in the shoes of the people who are going to be in an audience. And if you're in front of 100 or 500 or 1000 people, that's nearly impossible. Right. You know, because you've got 1000 different personalities who are going through different phases of their life, who are maybe experiencing life in a different way, who are in different financial situations, relationship situations. So as a speaker, um, if we're doing our jobs, by and large, 
the, the energy that it takes to really put yourself in those people's shoes is, um, is far more exhausting than what I think the public gives credit for. Because again, there's this, there's this belief that, oh, it, it, anyone can get up in front, of a present, in front of a room and deliver a presentation and say, hey, you can do it, you can achieve it, but that's not what it's about. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, for sure. How about outside of the business? What's what's Adam doing after hours? What are you doing for fun? Yeah, I love so I referee basketball. Uh, it's a deep passion of mine. Love to go to the beach. The Naples Pier is my sanctuary. So running, beach, um, hanging out with friends, and admittedly, I've not always done a great job of of self care, but. Those few things definitely are things uh, that allow me to get outside of work. Yeah, yeah. It's funny. You look like a, a basketball official. You know, if I had a picture <laughs> of a basketball ref, man, it'd be you. That's cool. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I, I get yelled at all the time. Hopefully, if you're ever watching somewhere, you uh, are, are kind to the referees and for all of your listeners to be nice to us, please. <laughs> You know, that's got to be a just a tough place to be, you know, if any sport, being a referee, because uh, you never make, I mean, you make one side happy, but the other one hates you. And then and then later on in the game, it's the reverse. And uh, and then you have the whole players that you probably don't put up with that. But, uh, you know, it's uh, yeah. Yeah. You got to be a certain type of individual to, to do that for sure. And keep your head in the game. Right. That's why you sure. do mindful dirty. Sure. Yeah. No, it, it's, I, I've got to tell you, Charlie, it has 100% basketball officiating has changed my life and I got into it before I got into business. So, uh, I I've got to believe that it's helped me in business throughout my journey from start through now, because, um, to your point, you know, we're constantly being fed negative reinforcement rough. You suck. You're terrible. That was a bad call. And, and what environment, right? What job, besides maybe law enforcement or you in an environment where someone's constantly pointing at you and telling you how bad you are. Be like me going to somebody who's an accountant yes. and looking over their shoulder and saying, Hey, you crunched those numbers wrong that you did a bad job, you know, but it's a, it's society. Society has accepted it. And as a result, we as referees have uh, had to find mechanisms to really take care of our mind and to take care of self. So, I'd be lying if I said it didn't uh, help in my business because it, it has. Yeah, that's such a good point. Oh, my goodness. So how about when it comes to life challenges, um, you know, a time looking back, Adam, that you were able to get through a rough spot and uh, you can now say, hey, I'm better for it. I'm smarter. Mm, yeah. So in 2013, Charlie, I started what was called Sight, Sounds, and Success, and it was a DBA um, that was the start of my motivational speaking leadership training business. I was so green into the business world, and sometimes our being naive is our greatest asset. Uh, but for me, um, it, 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 though it was an asset, it's turned out to be detrimental for me as well because my own ego got in the way. I was... Um, you know, unfulfilled in my career after college, I took the leap in entrepreneurship because I always felt led and called to to deliver this message of inspiration to help people in their lives. And I learned uh, very shortly after starting the business in uh, July of 2013, by October, um, I was dead broke and sleeping in my car uh, parked in a Walmart parking lot. And 
um, you know, following uh, that experience, I finally swallowed my pride and called upon friends who I could have done that with in the front end, right? I had many of friends here in Southwest Florida, or I could have went home to Pennsylvania and been with my fam. My brother would have taken me and my parents, but you know, that adversity uh, taught me so much about myself that we as humans are so much stronger than we give ourselves credit for. And the other more valuable piece of information that it taught me was the need to be vulnerable, the courage and humility we must possess to say, hey, I'm not okay. I don't have it all together. Because when I was finally able to say that, I learned the lessons that needed to be learned from what led me to sleeping in my car. And um, once I finally accompanied that story, because I didn't want to tell anyone, Charlie, if you would have met me late 2013, even in the early 2014, no one even knew about it because I was so, I, I was fearful of sharing. What were they going to think about me? I, by definition, was homeless. And I didn't envision myself. People have had it far worse than that. Um, but it's just this idea that um, when you finally connect at the human level, because of what I learned is that we've all gone through things and adversity. So my biggest lesson um, from that experience was to always share uh, what's going on. Yeah, yeah, we're not we're not in it alone, right? That's the truth. It's, uh, yeah. How about Adam? Uh, one thing you wish our listeners knew about Mindful Journey? What would that be? So that it's a place for everyone. You know, I know that goes against business 101, but I designed this to help people. Again, the vision is to create a happy, healthy, and hope-filled world. We all want happiness, good health, and hope. And oftentimes, I think when people see the mindful journey, they feel as though it's only geared toward people who may have, quote-unquote, mental health challenges. But uh, it's for everyone. You know, there's value to be had. The first three mini-courses, there's about six and a half hours of mini-course content. One's on communicating to connect. Another one is mindfulness in the workplace and life. And the third is recreating you. From each of those courses, there's something tangible everyone can take to implement in their lives to get just a little bit better. And uh, that's the goal. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you, uh, and before COVID and, and all that, I mean, just, just in this day and age with constant bombardment, of news and social media. And like you said, you know, the, I'm going to call it the, the you suck philosophy, you know, the, yeah. the people just putting it out there. And if you don't keep your, your head on straight, you're just not going to be successful. And, and I'm not talking about business success or anything. I'm just saying feeling good about your contribution to the society and, and to have a resource like yours where we can stay, you know, within, you know, kind of the stay in your lane, you know, not, not veer off. And before, you know, you get sucked into the latest news and you feel like, you know, what the heck am I living for? I mean, it's just, it yeah. can be some days are just downright depressing. Right. Sure. Um, sure. And, and to have someone from the outside like yourself with a voice to help us realize, yeah, you know, this is part of life and we're here mm. to be challenged and, and uh, we can't get, get sucked into all that and starting your day out with some kind of tool or resource that helps us stay on our path. Right. Definitely. And that's uh, well said. Yeah. yeah, that's a good, 
a Reader's Digest version of exactly what we're talking about here. And you you hit the mm -hmm. nail right on the head, Charlie. So mm -hmm. thanks for reiterating that. Well, more importantly, we have listeners who want to do just that. They want to get in touch. They want to learn more, Adam. What's the best way for them to, to do that? Yeah, so you could go to journeymindful.com. And uh, there's a number of resources right on there for individual and individual looking to just gain some hope and inspiration. The price point's super nominal, again, built with the hope that the single mothers, single fathers who are unsure of how they're going to be able to pay their bills can also afford it. $7 a month, um, 64 for a year. Organizations uh, can onboard this as a wellness benefit for their team members. And so if you're an organization, you know, I'd encourage you to check out journeymindful.com and go for the organizations tab. And um, I'll be happy to book a demo for folks to show them the inside of exactly what, what, what it looks like and how the user experience uh, is. Terrific. Well, Adam, we wish you the best going forward and thank you for all you're doing there. Thank you, Charlie. So glad to be with you all. And thank you for what you're doing to uh, spread word about businesses in the Southwest Florida area. Thank you for listening to the Good Neighbor Podcast. To nominate your favorite local business to be featured on the show, go to goodneighborpodcast.com. That's goodneighborpodcast.com. Or call us at 239-224-4105.